Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Hello, I'm Gronnie McGuire and this is Chantelle Fiducian Pate. Hello. We bonded over our love of reminiscing about weird celebrity couples. The ones no one would believe happened if Google wasn't there to back it up. We want you to join us as we remember when love was young, times were simpler, and we really thought that Angelina and Billy Bob Thornton were going to make it. Every week we're joined by a celebrity guest to discuss the showbiz romance they never got over. So take our hand and stroll down memory lane with us as we remember the the way way they were. Hi Chantelle. Hi Grania, how are you? I'm very excited. May is my favourite month. I always feel like I should frolic through a field in May and I haven't frolicked yet. So I really hope I get that in before it's June. It's a great month. I mean, it's obviously it's my birthday month. So I'm a big ah. fan of the, a big fan of May. It makes a good name. It's a nice short month. It's kind of cute. It's right at the end of spring, the start of summer. It's a great month. I'm a big, big, big fan of May. And this, and the weather's picking up here in Blighty. It's gorgeous. To all our fans in um in New Jersey, for instance, where we know they're there. Yeah. And and other places, please write in. We haven't heard from enough of you yet. Um. Yeah, the weather's picking up here now, so it's 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 frolicking season. It is frolicking season. Are you? A is there any sort of showbiz stuff that you're excited about? Sure. Showbiz is letting me down at the moment. Aside from, I guess the only thing that I'm always in love with, which I suppose is a bit of a basic one, but well, basic for me. But did you happen to see what Julia Fox wore to the supermarket just today? No, tell me. Well, she wore a matching cotton bra and underwear and a denim jacket and denim boots Mm -hmm. and a denim bag made from her denim jeans all matching denim and then just underwear and she in her instagram which of course i follow religiously she said in the caption if you can wear this at the beach i don't see why you can't just wear it everywhere and i'm with her you know i feel like bewitched walked so julia fox could fly her commitment to double denim it's a strong legacy that she's continuing on (laughs) she say love (laughs) (laughs) well we have an incredible guest this episode and he has a fantastic couple we're so excited to have him on it is the incredible journalist Stephen Lang the way they were 
Hi, Stephen. Hello. <laughs> hi, Stephen. We haven't said hi before at all, so hi. No, first time. How are we all? Very good. How are you? Very excited to have you here. I'm very excited to be here. I think this is the best idea for a podcast I've ever heard. So. <laughs> well, it's all down to lovely the brains of the amazing Grania there. <laughs> Speaking of, Grania, take it off. Go for it. Well, we're a very romantic podcast. So before mm-hmm. we get to your celebrity couple, we'd love to know, are you a romantic person? No. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Straight in. I think that's our first solid immediate no. <laughs> Just, nope. <laughs> Great. Well, you know, I'm like a long-term single person. So there's not really much opportunity for romance. Ooh. And uh, don't pity me. Don't give me that. Um <laughs> No, I wouldn't say I am. However, when I do, <laughs> on the rare occasion I have been with people, I like to think I'm maybe a little bit romantic, but I think the truth is is that I buy, like, one nice present and I'm like, job done. You know, so, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I was going to say, what's the most romantic thing you've ever done? Was it just you one time bought one person a present that, uh... that they maybe kind of liked? <laughs> What what was the most romantic thing I ever, uh, I've ever done? See, that's a good question because I actually can't think of one. Yeah, it's okay. been so long. I paid for dinner once. I mean, what more <laughs> do you want from me? You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> do you mean just your half of the dinner? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I didn't make you pay for the whole thing. <laughs> Uh, but I would say no, probably on a, on on the average person scale, no, I am not a romantic. Okay, interesting. Well, we'll mm. see. Maybe this couple, maybe as we go through this couple, which remember Chantelle doesn't know, mm-hmm. maybe we'll we'll check back in. Maybe this will reignite your passion for all things romantic. So Chantelle okay. doesn't know mm-hmm. your amazing couple, but we have put together a few clues to help her guess. Mm-hmm. So our couple found each other in the golden year that was 1999. Okay, okay. To remind you, to set the scene, it was the year Sopranos debuted. Lance Armstrong won his first Tour de France and the top film at the box office was Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Well, the worst one of all the Star Wars films. Seriously, <laughs> even I know that. I'm not even a dork and I know that's that bad. <laughs> But that's not all the stars were up to that year, because this was the year a certain material girl fell lock stock. Oh, and Madonna just... and Guy Ritchie. Okay, right. Okay, we're there. We're there. No, that was easy. I mean, well, that took that took less than a minute. I mean, well, geez, I mean, okay. material go ninety nine. I heard the beginning of lock stock. I was like, all right, that was great. I love that you use material girl. Who could that be? That's what I just said. Madonna. Yeah, fair. Good choice, Stephen. I was thinking about them just today. I was just thinking, I can't wait to have Madonna and one of her exes on here because there is so much to discuss. I'm so happy about this. This is great. Stephen, mm-hmm. for any of our listeners, and there may be one out there who aren't aware of the great romance that was between Guy Ritchie and Madonna, how mm-hmm. would you explain them? Well, I actually, them as a couple, I think it was like really transformational for Madonna. She became British. She I became mean. British. She really did. <laughs> she, she lived in a country manor and went hunting and wore tweed. Lots um, of tweed, lots of plaid. Yeah. It she's was, it she's was, got an accent. Yeah. The, I mean, the accent kind of still is there, I think. She's like, she's, she's still got like her, yeah, her mid-Atlantic twang. As, as a Madonna fan, I think it was like a transformational period for her. She released some of her 
in my opinion, best music in that time. But I will say that they were obviously quite mismatched <laughs> because it didn't work out. So, yeah. It didn't work out. And is there, why for you personally, what is it about this sort of mismatched, this ultimate American girl with the sort of Tory posh boy? What was it about these two that you specifically find so interesting? I just find anything that Madonna does interesting, endlessly <laughs> fascinating. I mean, if anyone follows her on TikTok now, you know, you'll see why. That re-release of Frozen is really going places. Absolutely terrible. <laughs> uh, but I mean, you know, the way she looks at the moment is a little unusual. But for me, like, they, they were just a real moment in time. And actually, as I'm a celebrity journalist, and I really think... It was one of those, they were one of those couples that kind of ignited my interest in celebrity really? couples. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Just because they were so, it was such a, it was a bizarre, bizarre mix. Yeah, there was nothing really in like guys, that guy at the time, you just wouldn't have ever thought that he would have been interested in someone like Madonna. And you, I could kind of maybe see why Madonna would be interested in him because he was like this sounds a weird thing to say but probably quite exotic to her Mm. like very different from the way that she grew up and like had a different lifestyle and a very different circle of friends I remember reading stories about how she'd in fact I think it's in one of her tour DVDs where she's like sitting in a in a pub in like Mayfair like clearly bored out of her mind but there's like people playing like Irish folk music around her it's just not her bag at all but she felt like it was like something that she wanted to experience. And I feel like with a lot of Madonna's life, everything she does is quite transactional. And I think that like this relationship was just another example of like a transactional experience for her. She got something out of it. Swept away. (laughs) The incredible swept away. And her son, Rocco. And Rocco. And Rocco. (laughs) Forgot about him. Yeah. (laughs) She got that. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned the pub because there was that, wasn't there a documentary about the two of them on Channel 4 or BBC, one of those two. And I remember there's a scene of in the pub of her lying on the pool table, really, really bored. And be like, oh God, can we go? Yes, garbage. Yes. Yeah, and he's like ignoring her talking to his mates. It must have been the same thing. I remember I remember that scene vividly of her acting out like a toddler Child. having a tantrum, you know? Literally, and he just wasn't, he didn't care. And that seemed to be a cornerstone to their relationship was that he just wasn't bothered by her. He wasn't starstruck by her. He wasn't blown away by her. Mm-hmm. He didn't think she was the most incredible woman in the world. He treated her like he would any other woman. And if she was bored, he was like, well, we're down the pub with my mates, deal with it. And I think that was kind of what was she found most attractive. And yet maybe in the end was the reason for the demise of it. Maybe she I'm needs someone. But let's get to on, it. On. I'm, I'm jumping ahead of ourselves here. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we go any further, I know what all our listeners are thinking. Okay, that's what you think about them. But what about their star signs? So Madonna, of course, is an iconic Leo. As a fellow Leo, all Leos know Madonna, Queen of the Leos. She's a Leo. Mm. Guy Ritchie, Virgo. So, according to the star signs, what percentage compatibility do you think they have? Chantal, I'll go to you first. Well, we've had we had Leo before. I believe Mick Jagger was a Leo as well. Mm-hmm. They're tough ones. I mean, I can't believe you've made me believe in this shit, Grania. I'm so upset <laughs> for my entire life. And now I'm like, well, he was a Leo as well, so we know what they're like. I'm following this fucking mumbo jumbo crap you've made me believe in now. <laughs> And it keeps being, I'm going to say they have a, I'm going to go mid-level. I'm going to say they have like a 45% chance. Okay. Okay. Steven. What about you, Steven? Did you say Virgo? 
Virgo she, and Leo. He's he's Virgo, she's Leo. The Leo. I don't think I know any Virgos. I'm going to say quite low, 20, 22%. Well, Stephen, you're closer to it because according to the star signs, Virgo are very shy and Leo wants to be with a partner that makes them feel special and even more confident than they already are. In mm-hmm. re- rare cases, when a Virgo partner that's Guy Ritchie, doesn't feel ashamed or attacked by a Leo partner, they might share a physically satisfying relationship, but they could still both be too rational to find any intimacy whatsoever. 5%. Yikes. <laughs> wow. Yikes. I'm surprised. I mean, the fact they got married at all is pretty much, they succeeded <laughs> yeah. doing that. Jeez. Yeah. So let's have a look at our two lovers. So we've got Guy Ritchie. So he was born into it like a super posh background. See, I did not know that. So he was, I knew he was obviously one of those posh boys that pretends he's not a posh boy, but I didn't know it was that bad that he was mm-hmm. genuinely, was he like near aristocracy vibes? Well, so his parents divorced when he was quite young. So his dad's second marriage was to a baroness. Later okay, conserv- so he was near aristocracy vibes, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. And then his mother got married to a baroness. Blinking so, Wow. Okay. He was dyslexic. He went to a private school, which he got expelled from at age 15. And he claimed that it was due to drug use that was his, his expulsion. But his dad said he was always cutting class and entertaining girls in his room. <laughs> All right. How then. naughty. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, so our romantic lead, little lady called Madonna. Yeah, who's so... she? <laughs> <laughs> So her sort of romantic, I'm trying to think of like what would form her ideas of what a healthy relationship look like. So her mum died when she was very young. Three years later, her dad married the family housekeeper. So that was like a core, I'm going to say like attachment wound for our young Madonna. She hated it. He, he went on to have three kids with the nanny. Basically, she got the sound of music yeah. M- Maria Von Trapp. Imagine in... Where was she from? She uh, from Detroit. 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 So it's like a Detroit version of The Sound of Music. Her dad... <laughs> oh, God. I don't think I'm not really up for that. <laughs> Detroit, like in the 60s and 70s. Yeah, that was... That's, that's, a, that's dicey. <laughs> you might have thought Six Mile was... The Detroit Sound of Music. Wait, it wasn't. Mean, wait, sorry. Did you mean Eight Mile? Did you just eight say Six Mile? Mile? <laughs> six Mile. Oh, my God. She's from Ireland, guys. It's the shortened version. It's the shortened <laughs> version, yeah. They took, off, they took out all the rapping. It was too hard. <laughs> it was the Britney Murphy cut. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so she resented her dad for getting remarried so quickly and their relationship really suffered. Then obviously iconically she moved to New York said to the taxi driver take me to the centre of where everything is and her life began but what about her relationship history so uh, so how long do we have (laughs) (laughs) you gotta condense this down Grania (laughs) let's just take a whistle stop tour through Madonna's relationship history prior to Guy Ritchie so she started seeing Dan Gilroy they formed a band together called The Breakfast Club Mm. they were on lead vocals together they dated for a little bit but then they broke up then she started to see Jean-Michael I'm going to pronounce his surname wrong Basquiat Basquiat Basquiat. 
that's the guy so during this time she's like vibing she's part of like the downtown manhattan club scene she's everywhere she's hanging and out with warhol and basquiat just having a vibe having a great time you know they're kind of seeing each other on and off then she started dating john benitez who is known as, I think, Jellybean. Oh, yeah, that, he's the music producer, yeah. The music producer. Yeah. So he started He started producing her records. He produced Lucky Star, Holiday, all that stuff. So he kind of, I, I don't want to say like, he did this, because obviously she is super smart and incredible. It's not like he, you know, gave her her career, but she was obviously very smart, even from an early age of, who can help me. Yeah, get to where I want to be. As Stephen said, transactional. Transactional. She's and she smart. had a good eye for what was up and coming. What was going to be the next mm. thing? She was. She was dating. She was. She was hanging. She was dating the right people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. She. She well was no her. fool. <laughs> yeah. So now she's doing quite well. She's in Hollywood. Her eyes meet a certain young actor, Sean Penn. Sean Penn briefly enters our story. They get together very quickly. They get married. Even quicker, they get divorced. Bye bye, Sean Penn. We'll probably see you again in another episode. Yeah, it ended quite dicely between those two as well. It wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't a particularly happy union, but they seem to have kind of become more amicable now in their mm-hmm. age. So she yep. seems to have forgiven him. So if she can, I will. She said after she speaks about the marriage that she doesn't recall a single conversation they had in their four years of marriage. Oh, not goodness. one. That is, not even like, not even the wedding I do. Like, like literally were, nothing, man. Were they Come high? On. Were they yeah. high? Or like, what? So, are you awake yet? Have you, <laughs> where are we going tonight? Like anything. Come on. Do you want to get a divorce? Wasn't that a conversation? Like, Just got served with the papers, I think, probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I'll be coming up to you, my, one of my favourite Madonna couplings and I can't wait to have on the way they were well so remember this is a whistle stop so when you say that i'm worried it's this is not an exhaust no an this is a big one that i'm thinking of so then she has a brief relationship with warren Beatty. that's my favorite that's my favorite <laughs> i love her and warren Beatty. because it's in a documentary what's it called over here you guys call it, it's called truth or dare in america you guys call it in bed with madonna don't you yes yes oh and them in that just the way he looks at her like what the fuck have i gotten myself into it's just oh it's glorious i loved her and warren just made no sense at all <laughs> Was they Dick Tracy? Yes, that's where they met from, Dick Tracy. That's right. Yeah. And then he was like, "Uh, I think Annette Benning is looking at (laughs) me. A bit more my type. (laughs) Just nice, down to earth Annette Benning. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, of all the times to meet Madonna during her blonde ambition tour when she was just at her peak, I am the queen of of the world assholeness at the peak of it. It's not when, like, a guy from acting on his way down of his his career ladder. Oh, what a mixture. Anyway, sorry, go on. But think of all the she could have been hanging out with them. Um, what's his what's his sisters? Uh, oh, Shirley McLean. She could she given up all imagine the evenings in with Warren and Shirley McLean. That it would was, be fun. It was he's actually a real outlier. If you if, if we were saying she keeps picking like the hot up and coming. I mean, Guy himself mm. was she got him when he was the hot big director in Hollywood. Mm. She always gets the hot new thing. And then so Warren, that's why I love it. It, it was so just weird. It just didn't <laughs> add up. It didn't it wasn't transactional, aside from I guess Dick Tracy, but didn't really give her much. It was just such a bizarre pairing. Anyways, mm-hmm. for that's for another episode. So then <laughs> There's a quick spin here. Let's I call this or in my head, this is a quick montage moment where she dates Tony Ward, who was a model in the video Just Find My Love. Gorgeous. Then man. she a 
apparently dated the baseball player Jose Canseco. Jose Canseco, yeah. And then Dennis Rodman, Dennis Rodman briefly Rodman. appears, waves and then leaves. And then her personal trainer, Carlos Leon. Which, of course, gave us Lourdes. Lourdes, yeah. Gave us Lourdes. Meanwhile, across the Atlantic, Guy Ritchie is finding his feet. This is, I didn't realise, Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels was his first film. It's not mad. Yeah, yeah. He's your Tarantino, guys. Oh, God. That's all you got. Port. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Bloody hell. Pick a country Sorry. when they're down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've got enough problems in the UK. Christ. <laughs> So Guy Ritchie, he's, you know, obviously comes from a very privileged background. He meets Matthew Vaughan, who also sort of same sort of like social circle. And they Matthew Vaughan produces his first film, Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. Before that, romantically, the main person he'd been linked to was it girl and model Tanya Strecker. Oh, blast from the past. I have a story about her. Maybe you do. But no, um, talk to me. So basically... Guy was dating Tanya when he met Madonna. I don't know if you were going to cover this, Tanya, but and Robbie Williams. This is this is such a random oh, story. God, this is oh, already the characters are wonderful. Maybe maybe about ten years ago, Robbie Williams wrote a song called "She's Madonna," and it was based on the fact that so Robbie dated Tanya after Guy after had, Guy. and yeah, Tanya said that Guy said to her, and he turned this into a lyric: "I love you, baby, but face it, she's Madonna." <laughs> So that was that, that was how he left his his, his girlfriend. I to mean, get if you're going to be dumped, that's the yeah. way to be dumped. Yeah. I mean, what do you say to that? Because I'd be like, like, fair enough, fair enough. Like, if you're nuts enough to go and date Madonna, then then we have nothing in common. Like, and that's that's so funny, Stephen, because I remember vividly an interview, I believe, in a magazine with Madonna at the time, talking about how she would. I think the interview asked her, "Do you ever feel insecure or anything like that?" Ridiculous question to ask Madonna. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah. And she said, oh, I remember going through a like an old shoebox that Guy Ritchie had of like photos of ex-girlfriends and stuff. And she was like, I remember looking through it and I found photos of his ex-girlfriend and I was thinking, oh, she's really pretty and she's really cute and oh, she's prettier. And then she stopped herself and just said, oh, but I'm Madonna. So it doesn't. Amazing. Doesn't matter how cute or pretty they are. So that's <laughs> obviously that was like a big thing of their relationship. Her going, I'm Madonna. Him going, Yes, you're yes. Madonna. Yeah. And telling all his mates, She's Madonna, guys. Like that, that was it. That's just, yeah. that, was, that was 10 years of them together. Anyways, go on, Grania. <laughs> so they finally meet, and I love this, this is so like 90s, early noughties. Yes, yes. They meet at a dinner party thrown by Trudy Styler. Oh, great. Carry on. <laughs> I have, another story. I have another story to tell you at the end, but I don't want to interrupt so the slide. <laughs> well, just that it was a party in Trudy Styler's London home. Sting's wife reportedly played matchmaker and thought they would hit it off. Madonna at the time confessed that she went wobbly bonkers. <laughs> like one english person said that to her once and she thought oh that's a big english phrase wobbly bonkers <laughs> <laughs> and everyone was like yeah we all say that madonna <laughs> just played a prank on her i've been 100%. there <laughs> it's personal experience yes i know this another game you guys play what's the trudy styler story mm. So um, my granddad, R.I.P., he lived in the same village that Sting and Trudy Styler lived in. Amazing. um, Outside of Salisbury. 
and they used to go to the local pub quite a lot and so how old would I have been maybe like 13 14 he knew I liked Madonna so you know um him and his third wife went into uh the local pub and saw a woman in a cowboy hat and um, (laughs) and a man in a full tweed suit and were like who the fuck is that who the fuck are those like dickheads in fancy dress only for his wife to go oh that's Madonna and then to be like oh like that's unexpected and they'd gone to the local pub with Tring and Sting and Trudy so oh my god did you get like yes. an autograph or anything out of oh, this or no. did you just have the story that he once breathed the same air as Madonna yeah yeah basically yeah that's okay. that's the limit of the story but I do think that like I mean it, maybe it's worth a track actually I haven't been back to that village in probably about 15 years maybe I'll uh Maybe they I'll must, do a religious trip. They must back. have a plaque up saying Madonna set here. Or they, I mean, they have to. They have I, to. I just love the idea of my granddad and his wife being like, who are these people in fancy dress? And then like, oh, no, it's Madonna and it's her Madonna husband. So, yeah. I hope they said Madonna and her husband. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they would not have had a clue Guy Ritchie was. That's great. So, that makes yeah. it better. <laughs> so they hit it off. They, so Madonna iconically said she went wobbly bonkers and then uh, they became engaged and very quickly. Like they were engaged and married within a year. And the, so, so they met each other in 99. Rocco had arrived and they were married within a year. Wait, did she get pregnant before they got married? I've forgotten this. Did they have Rocco she before did, she got yeah, married. Yeah, because the christening was the day before and yeah. then they got married the day after. And it, she did a real Jordan. She just gets knocked up immediately. Okay. The um the pictures of them they were in, they got married in Scotland in yep. a big in a Highland castle, didn't they? She really and started that castle trend. She had she had Rocco like in her arm, basically. Yeah. So they, oh, they tied the knot in a lavish one point five million wedding at Skibo Castle in Scotland, December 22nd, 2000. Uh, But then maybe even more infamously to really cement the fact that they were a proper couple, at the premiere of Richie's next film, Snatch, Madonna wore her iconic Mrs. Richie blazer on the red carpet. Was this when she was still doing that thing where she'd cut scissors into her vest tops and that was like the look? Remember she'd snip the top of the vest top and that was the vibe? And the then music she'd like era, tie the yeah like, the music era. She'd tie yeah. the sides up and really really low slung hip huggers that flared. Oh god, the things iconic. we let her do. It, it was iconic. You can't have that Mrs. Richie blazer. <laughs> so this was a real like moment of the couple. So Madonna was really big into. Oh god, I'm going to pronounce it wrong. Everything, all the words, Kabbalah. Kabbalah, so the yeah. Big, yeah, it was the big Kabbalah moment. The red string. Yeah. Everybody was wearing. Guy Ritchie apparently. Got circumcised. Yes. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Just sort of, That's you know, a big show thing with devotion. To do. I think, oddly enough, I think her wearing that Mrs. Ritchie blazer is so. I think that just says almost everything about their relationship in a sense, because that's really her trying to say, look, 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 I'm not going to be the big Madonna. You're not just going to be Madonna's husband. Yeah. I don't want anyone to call you Mr. Madonna. I'm your little wife. I'm Mrs. Richie. That's her really sort of, and obviously she must have known on some level that his like ego 
needed that mm. and wanted that and he wasn't into being like just Madonna's husband you know what I mean there's so much in her doing that statement on the red carpet of I'm now his wife I'm not the big star he's the big star here when it also it's also quite like patronizing her having to put it on the back of her jacket like we all know sorry you're always going to be more famous than him he's never going to be as famous as Madonna we all know that so do you know what I mean 100% yeah, yeah. she was trying to like humble herself yeah. and make it make it make other people think yeah but it yeah it, it was never going to work. I don't no. think she, and I think deep down she's like, no, you're fucking Mr. Madonna. Like she never really, I don't think she ever really believed it either. Yeah. Because he was having a real moment. Like he really was the next big thing. Yeah. Like, mm. All the famous actors wanted to work in his film. Um, he was so cool. He sort of rebooted <clears throat> the British film industry in a way with all these like gangster, like laddie films. There was like so many like Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrel knockoffs. Mm. Like he, oh, there totally. was real, there was so much buzz around that whole London film scene at the time mm. and she at the time like obviously she face it she's Madonna but she was sort of, you know Madonna always goes in and out of sort of cultural relevancy and this was where you know everybody what everybody was excited about at the moment so she was aligning herself quite smartly yeah okay Stephen imagine we've got a magic time machine we're back in 2000 you get a phone call saying Hey, it's wait, wait, no, Chantal. Basically, we need an English American accent. Oh so. God, that <laughs> accent. Hey, so, Stephen. So, me and Guy are looking for a wobbly bonkers night out. <laughs> so, we're just wondering, do you want to come hang out with us? That's what she would say. What do you imagine a night out with Madonna and Guy in their pomp and prime would be like? Guy well, and Mrs. Ritchie. That is Guy oh, and yeah, Mrs. Guy Mrs. Yeah, Mrs. Yeah. Ritchie. It would be that pub, wouldn't it? It would be an Irish pub in London, not not like a not like one of the ones of like you know you know like a, a fairly decent Irish pub. Not like an O'Neill's, basically. What I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and it would be. I honestly think that was, that that clip is exactly it. It's yeah. not. It's not going to like fancy clubs or like or really even like premieres and things like that. It was. It was a night down the local because that's what like British men did. And then maybe the next morning you drive your four by four to uh, Wiltshire to to Sting and Trudy's house to go hunting. I mean that's that's your that's the weekend, isn't it? And then on and then on the Sunday you like I don't know like big Sunday like, roast and, a, and Sunday a glass roast. of red wine. Like it's just it, I think I think she tried to make herself British, didn't she, totally. in that time? And totally. but like like that Mrs. Ritchie thing, and that was exactly it. It was like very London style, down to earth, knockabout. I bet she's one of those girls who's like I drink Guinness. I bet she's like really. It's like my favorite drink is Guinness. And she's or, like. Mm. Yeah, exactly. This is delicious. And no Mm. one mentioned it. I can imagine all his friends just like ignoring the fact that she's Madonna and it being this really awkward Awkward. situation where everyone's pretending that she's just his, you know, his wife, his missus. It's like, guys, it's fucking Madonna. Can you all just accept that you're all like a little bit obsessed with her, that all your wives are like, get me her autograph. You know what I mean? (laughs) But I can imagine all his mates being like, all right, Madge, what do you want from the boys? You're around, isn't it, love? You know what I mean? Like really. The Madge thing was a real bone of contention with her, right? Because she, because all of his friends used to call her Madge and she can hate it. So like, I think. That's did a the prime British example. press call her that before she got with guys? I only know it from them, but did you guys call her that before? That's a good point. I'm not sure. It feels like it was very much of that I, era. Yeah, yeah, that late 90s kind of vibe, like, oh, mm-hmm. Madge. And she hated that. So, yeah, I think I think that's a prime example of her trying to trying to fit in and be like, 
I'm just one of you and then being like but then when it actually comes to like the colloquialisms and the, yeah. and the actual details it's like oh no I didn't sign up for this, yeah, but, I don't I know this. <laughs> which most people wouldn't because it's like a pretty boring life isn't yeah. it like that, that like that like London uh, like classic like London guy life is like yeah it's quite dull you know, like, yeah mm. totally oh God. so we've got a little interview uh, from Madonna where she was talking about guy and Chantel if you want to give it your best mid-Atlantic <clears throat> Well, I'm just, I think I sound Mid-Atlantic, so I think I haven't got to try anything here. I'm just going to read it as myself. Right, here she is. Anyway, yes, Guy's a real macho and I'm a real hard nose too. And sometimes we come to blows, not physically, but mentally and emotionally. And there is an element, a tiny little element of that in there. I'm attracted to men who are going to stand up to me. I think that's code for they got a lot of fucking fights. <laughs> they yeah, were yeah. all the time. But this is exactly what she had with Sean Penn, right? Yeah, like, it was exactly the same thing. She, it was like a, it was like a strong man that probably wasn't too bothered by her fame, but was also kind of enchanted by it because she can't get with her and not. And pretend that you don't care that she's Madonna. Do you exactly. Know what I mean? And I think especially since he comes from such like an an isolated like background even having like an american girlfriend oh she's american my girlfriend's american yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) called her a yank and everything so you ain't coming like i can imagine there's always like this like chip on the shoulder from all his mates probably hated it (laughs) so we've got another interview where she talks about her relationship with guy this is embarrassing okay here she is i see england as my home and I know, and I now know how to ride. I know how to shoot. I know how to fish. I could be a connoisseur of ales if I wanted to. I fucking told you. I never used to like this stuff, but when you're married to Guy Ritchie, you spend a lot of time in pubs, and I learned to like it. <laughs> Sorry, learned to like it. That's I was forced into this, and I have no other choice. Ales is such a specific thing because it's, it's flat, warm beer, right? Like exactly. There's it's no the way polar... if you're brought up in America that you would even entertain the idea. Like, nothing we've never seen it before in our lives totally and this was before if all our young listeners this is before the ipa revolution this yeah. is right in the crux of that remember that real ale campaign or whatever it was <laughs> to get real ales out there and it was right during when like that's how you proved you were like different than a lug or lout you had ale but like to an american we they just don't even exist in america like it's and for her to pretend that she was into it and have to just oh god she must have been sober for the entire time they were together <laughs> So this is a real sort of transformational sort of rebranding for Madonna. So Guy is like, oh, cheeky geezer, but I'm really rich. But (laughs) Madonna developed sort of a new style. She released in 2003 a children's book called The English, English Roses. Roses. I forgot about that. The pictures of her a on a swing. Singing. I don't have a copy, but There's there was pictures picture. of her on a swing. Yeah, she was on a swing covered in flowers, wearing a floral, like a tight-fitting floral dress, reading the story to kids. I mean, there's nothing less Madonna. <laughs> oh my God. This Stop. was a rebrand. Worth a Google image search, honestly. That definitely yeah. is. <laughs> But probably more, I think, interesting, if you were talking about their relationship is, like, the pr- what they achieved. You know, they're both very sort of career-orientated, creative people. So while they were together, this is fascinating, I think, Madonna made 2000 music. Huge. Like, amazing huge, album. Huge. Really, really in- incredible. 2003, American Life. Mm-hmm. A bit more dour, but still really good songs. 2005, Confessions. On a dance floor. I mean, that was... Best ever. Best ever. 
that your favorite what's your what's your favorite song from confessions it's probably hung up actually i mean it's I quite mean, embarrassing you can't deny hung it's, up. It's, it's an absolute i had this discussion before i think it's my favorite pop song of all time it's um it's like it's, a juggernaut I, of a song I, I totally i think it's actually underrated some people forget that song was just enormous like mm. it was enormous and that's i mean by far and away her best single her last best single was that by, by without yeah, any question I'd agree with that. and i actually thought that was after her and guy i forgot God, that was during her and Guy. That yeah. was the Guy period. Yeah, so she had God. Um, so an, an American Life, even which so that was the. Um, Didn't she the song about being in a mini? The she rap about being in a mini rap. Cooper. Yeah, drink, she rapped about a mini I'm Cooper. I'm drinking a soy latte. I, I get a double shot. I can do the whole <laughs> thing, but I won't. Um, but like, it's actually been like. Like people look back on it now more favorably than they did at the time. Yeah, um, it was ripped to pee at part of the time. Yeah, yeah, because right. it was quite minimalist, like electronic kind of style. Yeah, so it's like those. those and then she did the hard candy. I think was the one after that, mm-hmm. which is basically as they were breaking up. That's like a period of time when I think it's like she hit her peak and started was, to come down a bit. It was her last great moment. Yeah. Really, was yeah. that was that yeah. arc? And then she, what films, because Evita was 97, so that was before she, Guy, So right? she was in the Rupert Everest. Yeah, that rom-com. Rom-com. The next best and thing. Then, next best thing. The next best Never thing. And, and now, so here now we are, we'll now look at what Guy Ritchie was achieving during this period. Forgot about him, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the problem. <laughs> so we will return back to one of the films that we mentioned, but just to give you an idea. So Madonna, she's in her sort of late 40s, early 50s and hitting the peak of her career as a pop star. She looked great, by the way. I think we need to really focus. She looked amazing. Mm, So last time she looked really great. Like, she was beautiful. I think she was almost like, it's it's the best she ever looked almost. Like, she looked so good in that time period. I Mm -hmm. loved it. Meanwhile, so Guy Ritchie, the Brexit Quentin Tarantino, he, in 2000, (laughs) released Snatch. 2002, Swept Away. 2005, Revolver. Mm. So while Madonna is like transcending everything she's achieved before, he's just going down. The, he's circling the drain. He, yeah, it's like they went like that. Like it was like yeah, it's they like, kind of crossed with her yeah. going up and him going down. That's yeah. mental, isn't it? So infamously, swept away was the project he worked on with Madonna. It ends Madonna's acting career. Basically, she hasn't really returned to acting since, and it really took a you know a body blow to Guy Ritchie's cool reputation it got like yeah got one star reviews has it's not like oh people look at it now and think oh actually I mean it has not been reassessed yeah yeah it was it was their Julie Julie, big time yeah oh wow yeah well the first signs that all is not probably well in the marriage of Guy Ritchie and Madonna is when they renew their wedding vows. Oh, 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 always the never... How far into this was it, Grania, then? So 2004. That's a weird time to renew it. Renewing vows is meant to be what you do when you're in your 60s after 40 years of marriage. Is it kind of like, look at us, haven't we done well? But as mm. Stephen said, to do it any time other than that is the kiss of death. Four years yeah, in. Four years in. Then two years later, they adopt... Davish and Mercy, but still there are rumours around their marriage, especially around Madonna and a little US baseball star, A-Rod. A-Rod. Yes. Uh... So she has to give 
my husband and I are not planning on getting a divorce. I know Alex Rodriguez. Who, I brought my kids to a Yankee game. I'm not romantically involved in any way with A-Rod. I have nothing to do with the state of his marriage or what spiritual path he may choose to study. I mean, and we said her acting career was dead. <laughs> <laughs> What spiritual path? So would people be suggesting that maybe he was going to become a Kabbalist? Yeah. I mean, it was... Yeah, Kabbalist? Did was... you just make that word up? I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Follower of Kabbalah. Really, Kabbalah really was like the Scientology of the noughties, wasn't it? Oh, it, was it was really had a moment. It really was. I mean, didn't we all, deep down, for everyone's being honest with themselves, we all tried to find a bit of red string to put <laughs> on the wrist. Because it was a vibe. It was a thing. It when I was in college. Totally. I, must, I must have been seven, 16, 17, so actually pretty much when American Life came out, I definitely had a piece of red string on my wrist. I didn't even know what it meant. I don't even know. Yeah, exactly. Someone asked you, what does it mean? You were like, it means I like Madonna? I don't know. Yeah, Madonna fan. <laughs> what time? What time? And none of them, I mean, do, I haven't seen, do any of them wear the red string anymore? Madonna still does. Does she? Yes. Not all the time, but if, I'm pretty sure if you follow her on socials, she sometimes has the red string on her wrist. She still goes to Cabela classes and stuff. Good for her. Good for you, Madonna. She meant it's a belief, Chantal. What would you, what are you suggesting that she that this was a fly by the seat of her pants decision? Is that what you're trying to say? She doesn't truly believe in the, in the spiritualism of I take Kabbalah. it back. She yeah. does. She does. <laughs> Despite all the red string, it couldn't hold this couple together. And in 2008, it was confirmed they're going to get a divorce. So, Stephen, knowing what we know. Why do you think Guy Ritchie and Madonna split? Why couldn't those crazy kids make it work? Ego. That's essentially <laughs> what mind? it came down to. <laughs> exactly, both of them. I remember reading at the time that, or maybe, maybe, I think actually Madonna's even spoken about it, that they had a lot of counselling, right? They were going through a lot of like therapy and stuff because there was a lot of stuff that she was discussing about how, she even sings about it in one of her songs, how he was really way more into her when she was away so like he would be a very like loving and caring partner over the phone but like the second she was she was back he was like he basically like ignore her essentially much like as Beyonce said you only want me when I'm not there exactly exactly uh the song is called miles away and it's you only love me more when I'm miles away so like I think I think essentially it probably just got too much right like they decided that the, what's the point of this anymore? You know, they can they can live their lives separately. And also, if you if the, if you're starting to get rumors about people like Alex Rodriguez and stuff, maybe you're a bit like if you're a guy, you're a bit like uh, I don't know if this is like yeah. for me anymore. I can have a nice life away from this. I think she was like, this is so brilliant. I'm going to rebrand myself. This is my whole new life. I'm going to be this posh. English girl and it was so much fun everything was such a novelty and I Until think it wasn't that, yeah she just the novelty wore off yeah. she just was like oh I'm mega right. famous I could be living in LA and Malibu and New York and hanging out with you know really young people instead of chatting with Trudy Styler in a kitchen in Salisbury. <laughs> no offense, no offense to Stephen's grandfather. <laughs> yeah. But I think also, I think like I think it's fun when you're someone like her to have someone to kind of butt up against you and argue with mm. you and debate with you. And be like, well, no, I don't think that. And actually, you're not that great. And that's fun for a bit. But I think 
after a while, she must have been like, well, it'd be nice if you just said you liked me once in a while. Like, it'd be nice if you <laughs> told me I was great every now and then. Like, I am fucking Madonna, for God's sake. Like, you'd be not, you know what I mean? I've just released, as Stephen said, three of my greatest albums. Like, it'd be great if you could just say something nice. And I feel like the novelty of England and of him being like, oh, I don't really give a shit, probably got a bit old pretty fast, you know? Eventually, every girl, even Madonna, just wants to be loved. Oh, well, God. let's find out <laughs> some of her own words. So, uh, Chantal, if you can channel Madonna, oh, God. these Is are it, lyrics from these are a lyrics. song. I will not be singing party. them. But these are lyrics apparently about him. Is that right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. we have, here we go. I tried to be a good girl. I tried to be the perfect wife, diminished myself, and I swallowed my light. Oh, Madge. Here's another quote she gave about the relish in a interview. I did sometimes find myself in a state of conflict. There were times when I wanted to express myself as an artist in ways that I don't think my ex-husband was comfortable with. There were times I felt incarcerated. I wasn't really allowed to be myself. I believe her. Mm-hmm. I'm, so, I'm, team, I'm team Madge so far. Mm-hmm. I believe her. So apparently, so here are some of the rumours that came out after they split. Uh, apparently he would tell her that she should give up live touring and that she looked like a granny compared to the youngsters dancing on skate. What? And then apparently Guy Ritchie claimed that his marriage disintegrated when she started planning their sex life in her diary around her sessions in the gym. <laughs> Fair enough, Madonna. She's she's a busy woman. Get with the program, guys. You don't inter, you don't inter, interject when um, when Madonna's doing the Tracy Anderson method. Do you know what I mean? You, you, you let her Tracy, get on with it. Tracy Anderson. Because <laughs> I think Guy Ritchie, right? When you think about it, it's just the ultimate like posh English boy. And I don't know your experience of posh English boys. It's like because we're sort of brainwashed to find that sort of like emotional lack of development attractive endearing. and endearing mm. and you're like oh you're so repressed and blah 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 but they just and then you get to know them and you're like oh my god you are so entitled and think you're like the best at everything so i can imagine so much at the start she was like oh you're so cute in english and then after a while she was like oh no you actually just think you're inherently better than everybody else yeah especially an american girl especially mm. an american girl which i, I actually think, think is like a tale as old as time isn't it this story has been told Many, many true. times. Yeah. For the first it's... time ever, Bernard didn't break the mold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, the, yeah, exactly that. She thought she was forward thinking. She was not. <laughs> so, post split, Guy dates very briefly Petra Kashoggi. I just had to include her because her backstory was the adopted daughter of a colourful Saudi billionaire and the illegitimate daughter of former British MP Jonathan Aitken. Oh, this is wonderful. Well done. Just very, his social scene. But then he got married to model Jackie Ainsley and they have... But it says here they have three children, but I think that's not up to date. I think yeah, they, have, I think they like, have four or five, mm-hmm. now, don't they? Like a whole Baldwin family of children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot. And now with genuinely with Madonna's, There's I'm just going to say, just like a lot. Since then, she's dated a lot of like just hot guys in their 20s. Like backup dancers, yeah. Yeah. DJs. Jesus Luz was my personal favourite in that time. Oh. The Brazilian, <laughs> Jesus. Brazilian Jesus, yeah. 
the Brazilian model, so it's the Lord and Jesus. That was a wow. good one. Yeah, Perfection. the Lord and Jesus. It was. That was meant to be. It was literally biblical. <laughs> yeah. And there was another guy she's with now that she she did that club night in New York last year, and he was there and stuff. I've forgotten his name. He's but got, they do. Oh, uh, yeah. What's, he's really tall. Yeah, she's with he's now. really yeah. tall, and he's like in his twenties. Yeah, she's she's stopped dating men that don't think she's amazing. <laughs> Basically, I think she's now realised I'm just going to date young guys seems, who look up to me. What's interesting, it feels like with both of them, everybody they've dated or married since then has very much been almost like a reaction to that relationship because guy went from being like from with this like most famous American woman in the world to this quite, she seemed like an English girl, seemed much more like a homemaker. Mm. And Madonna went from somebody who was like challenging her and her equal to relationships with people that very much she has the power. She's the one, yeah, she's the power. Yeah, Mm. definitely. And I think that's the way that she'll probably continue to, to lead her life. I can't imagine that this guy, I mean, probably... Interesting, the fact that as a Madonna fan, I actually don't know the name of her boyfriend now (laughs) because there's been so many and also because it's just all a bit weird now. But like, I imagine that that's the way that her life will just continue to always be. I don't think she'll ever be in a happy relationship. I don't think that it's her her destiny to To settle down. Well, I think she she thinks of herself as settled down, but I, I don't think of her as ever... I don't think she can ever find someone that can match her, basically. Yeah. I, I can never see a situation in which she's going to find that, like, husband, that traditional husband-wife relationship, and it satisfies her. Not that there really is any such thing anymore, almost, mm-hmm. but, like, I don't know. I never see it for her. I think I think she'll always be chasing it, but she'll never get there. There'd be nothing more shocking she could do now than... Mary, Maybe like, she'll Mary, do it then. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. If she wanted to be genuinely shocky, marry someone her age as well. Like marry some sixty-five-year-old guy, some and rich, just like, some rich man in his sixties who has yeah. like lots of stuff and like and but, someone like like her, someone like go back, like someone go back to your art in New York. Marry some like you know art gallery owner from New York. Yeah, some sixty-five-year-old guy who knows who you are and gives a shit, but also you and him. I always remember she would discuss her and Guy Ritchie, and she would mention that all her film tastes were all really avant-garde art bullshit films and he just wanted to watch like lots of cool films and action stuff and yeah. what you think be that he's a film director you think he'd be into all the weird avant-garde stuff as well but he always hated all her film stuff like go get an art guy go get like a david mm. Byrne from talking heads like that kind of guy you know what i mean and that would be like the most shocking thing she could do but i'm with you i just don't i think she's so far off the reservation i just don't see it <laughs> to put it politely i just don't see it happening well so it comes we sort of reach the point of our big question that we ask all our guests. With every split, there is a winner and there is a loser. So, in the split between Madonna and Guy Ritchie, if you're friends with both and you're having a few drinks with your other friends and you're being honest, which one post-split thrived and who just survived? Well... <laughs> <laughs> it's not easy. This it's is not, not easy. easy. I would say, I would say, I would say, if you're looking at it quite coldly and by the facts, then Madonna is the one that thrived because she continues to be a household name. Whereas Guy continues famous, but I couldn't tell you anything he's worked on in the last 15 years. No. There must be stuff, but, but I'm just not aware of it. And I'm sure he has a very happy life with Jackie Ainsley, but I think probably. If if I was their friends, I would probably still want to be friends with Guy. But looking from the outside, I think that if you were talking about 
thriving, it would probably be Madge. Which is bizarre when you consider her career has gone so downhill oh, yeah. since then. But I think you're right. She's at that level of fame where she can't become unfamous now. She can't do anything but be this famous. Like she won't stop doing it. So I'm, she... I'm telling you, I I'm calling it. I am calling it. I think we're about to have a whole like what we did with Britney. I think Madonna is due a reprisal. I I feel so protective of her because I just think mm. she is. She's everybody's kind of like mad or mad at her for still existing because she's a pop star and she's in her sixties and she still has the audacity to be like, I'm still a pop star. And she is. And I think she, I think five years time, we're going to be hashtag, oh my God, we all love, always loved her. I think she I is. Always I always have. I don't think she's, I don't think she's tarnished her legacy as much no. as people think she has. I don't think she has. I think if she popped her clogs tomorrow, I think the coverage wouldn't be like, oh, the, you know, the tragic pop star. It would just be material girl. It would just be nothing but positive. She hasn't tarnished it that much, I don't think. I don't think she can. I think she's... Sorry, go on, Chantal. No, 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 I was going to say, unless she had some massive scandal. But like I said, she's in weird ways sort of not scandalous even that's her whole vibe is being she's not she's never, she's never had a big drug bust she never had a breakdown she never no. shaved her head she never got caught doing anything illegal really you know what i mean she's never done anything actually bad in terms of fame aside from True. now being quote-unquote embarrassing really and i don't think she's going to do anything bad or say the wrong thing in the next 20 years so i don't think she can in a weird way she's kind of kept her legacy intact uh, but i think actually that legacy is what now makes her a uh a legacy artist yeah. rather than a current pop star. It's a bit like Cher or uh, like Bette Midler or uh, Rod Stewart. You know, it's like you're not waiting for their next album of like yeah. of pop hits. You're looking at the stuff that they. Oh, uh, do you know? What? I say that, but that Cher Abba covers album did really well. So yeah. like, so you know, there is there is scope for it to to work. But she she's gone from predicting trends to following them. I think that oh, is, that's hugely, not, that's yeah. not like, that's not groundbreaking not <laughs> insider knowledge. That's just like quite clearly how it, how it's working. And if she, but that, but if she did manage to find something that worked, it could all come back. <laughs> I will say I'm still interested. I'll say that. Exactly. I'm yeah. not, I, she, one thing you can say is she's, she's not become boring. I'm still interested. And it's funny you brought up Cher, because I think the reason Cher has that ability is one thing Cher has over her is actually a good set of pipes. Like Cher can always just rely on her, her singing That's voice. That's true. That's true. So her doing covers is going to be great because she can sing really well. Madonna mm. hasn't got that to fall back on. Mm-hmm. But um, but it's funny you brought up Cher, Stephen. It's funny you brought that up because our last question we have to ask you, we ask all our guests this, is Cher is someone who we can't believe is still single. We think she's someone who deserves to be loved. Put your thinking cap on, your romance cap, which I know in your case you barely have one, but try. Can you think of anyone out there who is good enough, who can rise to the level and be with Cher? Cher was the one that said the quote about being a rich man, didn't she? That's Mom, right. Mom, I don't, she's she's I don't achieved need, that. I don't need to marry a rich man because I am a rich man. I actually think Cher doesn't need anyone. I don't, I cannot foresee a world. She deserves someone. She just deserves for fun, just a bit of fun. Um, I feel like she would want someone who was like a proper, a gentleman, but like a rocker. Nice. Yeah. Like, 
no, <laughs> the first words that came to my mind was Sam. Go with your gut. Go with your gut. No, you always say go awful. with your gut. Because it's all because I've already just mentioned him, but Rod Stewart. I like it. I like it. He's new. <laughs> we haven't had not, him before. But that's not who I think. It would it would be someone like ah. Oh, I'm trying to think. She needs someone like intelligent, but like independent. I am thinking about sure. And Rod Stewart doing a Maggie Mae cover. I mean, I'm really enjoying it. She did do a song with Meatloaf, didn't she? I mean, he's dead, but yeah, but he's dead, unfortunately. <laughs> we do, we do draw the line that they have to be alive. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I think, I, I mean, or, or she should just get back with Tom Cruise because that was hilarious. So, <laughs> well, it's between it's between two short kings, Rod Stewart or Tom Cruise. So, I'm happy with that as an answer. That's great. That's wonderful. Is there anything else you'd like to add about Madonna, Guy? Any any final thoughts on them as a couple? They're a classic example of what not to do when you're looking for a partner. Don't think that you want to be leading this kind of life, and so you should get with this kind of person. You should you should mm-hmm. make decisions based on what you're actually attracted to, not what you think you're attracted to. Sage advice from Stephen here. I say you should run a advice column. Long time single base, but a lot of time to think about it. That's right. <laughs> Where can our <laughs> listeners find more more of your sage wisdom? Uh, on on Instagram, Twitter, Steve Lang or Stephen Lang, and I also do uh, a little show on football radio called access all areas uh, which you can check out on any podcast app amazing thank you so much thank, thank you. you thank so you for much, having me Stephen. it's been thank a real you. pleasure i've really enjoyed it <laughs> it's been wonderful oh. we loved your confessions hey <laughs> oh well done <laughs> yeah you're welcome, you're welcome. please cut that out <laughs> The Way They Were is an Amanda Redman production produced by Abby Weaver and Amanda Redman. We want to hear your celebrity couple crush, so email us on thewaytheywerepod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at thewaytheywerepod and we're on Instagram at thewaytheywerepodcast. Thanks so much to Audio Boom for hosting and thanks to you for listening. Until the next time, goodbye. Goodbye. The The way they were. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.